She's being haunted by a poltergeist. She's got Shadow Man visiting her at night, Hat Man during the day. Hello, Michelle, is that you? It's me, it's me. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Oh, this is going to be really awkward. I've got a weird setup today. So hopefully, people, it will be all right. How are you, Geordie? I'm all right, Michelle. Looking good. Can't wait to see you next week or at the end of this week. Lovely, but I do miss do miss Australia. I still call Australia home. Home. And they had a really good election result. I've heard they've ousted the Hillsong the- Collective. <laughs> they have the uh, Liberal Party is out. Not so liberal. Labor Party is in. In. So who's who's the new Prime Minister, Michelle? Albo. Australia. Albo, yes. But what's his name? Albanese. Right. The Liberals had a slogan, won't be easy under Albanese. Well, sorry, mate, but you guys didn't get in. So they <laughs> didn't have be... a hope. Bring on the next general election here in this country, in the United Kingdom. The UK does need a, a change of government. I think that's what happened here in Australia. It was too long that they'd had a Liberal government and it was time, time for a change. So. Well, thank thank you for the political commentary, Michelle. By the way, everybody My out pleasure. there listening... This is, not a, this is not a political <laughs> podcast. This You are listening to me, Geordie, and her, Michelle, and you are... Eavesdropping. <laughs> That's right. That's what you do when you listen to us just chatting away about all kinds of everything. We usually do things like, what do we do, Michelle? We do real life. We do... True crime. And of course, this week's subject... The supernatural. Supernatural. I've got some stuff for you. I'm sure you've got some stuff for me. I do, Michelle, and I can't wait to tell you. But first, don't you have a shout out? I've got a couple of shout outs here. So I have a shout out to a secret eavesdropper. I didn't know she was eavesdropping. What? Her name's Jenny Dickinson, longtime friend. Uh, We work together. She's absolutely gorgeous. It was her birthday the other day. She said she's loving the pod. So shout out to you, Jenny Dickinson. Shout out to Jenny Dickinson. Do we call her Dicko? Is that her nickname? In Australia, is she Australian? She's not Australian. She's British. And uh, I think she'd be mortified if she was Dicko. (laughs) Jenno Dicko. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jenny. Sorry. But hey, shout out. Thank you for listening. We love it when you listen. I also have a couple of other shout outs to an eavesdropper, Monique. So she's Aussie. So she'd, would she be Mono? Mono. Yeah, let's call her Mono. Mono. Yeah. Yep, Monique, loving the pod. Rachel, who we have given a shout out to before. She, but gets, she's, she gets the shout outs. Come on, Rachel. You Haven't you had enough? I know. But do you know what? She sent a lovely text saying she's on a walk, laughing her head off to the pod. She may not have said laughing her head off. She did say laughing. So I'm glad that she's laughing. Thank you, Rachel. Was Rachel the one that said that we do a lot of research and she's learnt things from our Yes. She podcast. said, I love the content. The content's great. She said, you girls are great, but all, but so is the content. Wow. Thank you. That's high praise indeed, Rachel. And do you know what, Rachel? You can go to your next dinner party with confidence. You can just pick any one of our episodes and just launch in. Should it go quiet at the table? Just say, well, did you know that I learnt? That the world is not flat. Now, the for thing example, is, we do play fast and loose with the facts. So we really just, do. you know, make sure they're pissed at that dinner party before you <laughs> quote eavesdropping. <laughs> but Maybe don't open with it, Rachel. Don't open with it. And I've got a final shout out to a brand new eavesdropper, yes. Dove. Dove Pav. Dove there you Pav. Go. Now, that's got to be an Australian nickname. He's, he's already nicknamed himself there, Dove Pav. Dove, Dove Pav. Pav. Do you know what? It is actually his name, but there you go. Okay. (laughs) Shout out to you, Dov. And apologies, Pav. Pav or Dav? What are we calling him? Dov. Pav's a Pavlova, isn't it? That's the Australian national pudding. I love a Pav. 
Would you make one when you come to my house? There's been a lot of cheesecakes made in your place recently. But yeah, I love have. And look, I just wanted to just quickly say it's hurt my heart on this trip that I haven't been able to meet up with two of our beloved researchers, our Taggart and Tamira the Modern Mystic. We did try, but you know... Things get in the way and yeah. next time. But we, we love you. We do love you. So Maybe Tamira and Al Taggart need to get together and send a little photo of themselves with a thumbs up. Well, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> do that, guys. You both live in the same city. And look, I just wanted to um, just say I had some feedback. Oh, did you? Was it negative? It's never negative unless it's too much poo talk. It's actually really interesting. Okay. It was the episode we did about fertility fraud. And Sea Wave. Yep. And Sea Wave. It, so it's the previous episode. And I was talking to a, a friend here in Australia who was saying that when, you know, when I'd been talking about the, the topic for that episode, yeah, she was saying that she'd actually had IVF and that on her first round, she'd had this intuition that after they told her that she they'd collected 13 eggs, but only one was viable, mm-hmm. she had this very strong, I don't know if it was a premonition that she said or an intuition, that basically her eggs were being stolen <gasps> and sold. Yeah. And? And she doesn't know. And I, I basically said to my friend, listen, you're not going to know until – some kid down the line, if that's actually true, does a 23andMe and you get a bizarre knock on the door or a, an email saying, hey, we're related. And my friend said she had spoken to another friend of hers who had gone down the IVF route who also had a similar intuition. Because you think about it, you put a lot of trust in these fertility clinics and yes. they're a business. They are a business, you know. They're in the business of making money. And I don't know about you, but there's basically, I don't know anyone who's had IVF who has conceived on the first try. Why not? You know, uh, why not? And it does feel like a money-making exercise, but well, I don't know enough it about it. really sinister. But that really is sinister. dark and sinister, Michelle, what you've just said. It's really shocked me, actually. It just never occurred yeah. to me. Yes, of course, you know, the sperm donors... They've done that on purpose. They've donated on, you know, on purpose. But the egg extractions and then being sold off? Is that possible? You don't see the eggs. You don't see them throwing away the eggs. You don't know how many they've really collected. Everything they tell you is trust. So look, I'm really sorry if that's upset people. I should have done a trigger warning because a lot of people have gone down the IVF route. Yeah, that's horrific. these things can be... You know, I'm not trying to traumatise anyone, but... Well, too late, Michelle. <laughs> Sorry, people. <laughs> but anyway, look, I think we should get on to something a lot more, uh, well, a lot less scary. Or is it less scary? Well, Jordy, actually... What have we got today? <laughs> Michelle, it is all about the fear today. The thing is, I'm going all over the shop once again, Michelle. I'm not indicating that you're going all over the shop. That's me, because you misconstrued once mm-hmm. when I said that. What I'm going to talk about today, well, I'm going to start with a couple of stories from friends of ours, Michelle. There's a lady called Jazza. Now, a little while after moving into their new flat, and this is many years ago, it's no longer their flat, she and her husband were in bed asleep and she woke up to go to the toilet around two or three o'clock in the morning, which she often did, probably still does, many, many more times now, I'd say, because she's a bit older now anyway she can she can well she's older now than she was then is what I'm trying to say okay okay she confessed to me during the story that she is a little bit scared of the dark and so because of that she tried to wake her husband up to get him to come with her to the toilet but he said hell no he went back to sleep you know so off she went that's not very nice it's not well my husband would never get any sleep if I had to wake him up to accompany me to the toilet all through the night But I digress. Okay, so their bedroom was at the front of the flat and the toilet was halfway down the hall, a long, narrow, dark hall, right? So she went down the hall and as she did, about halfway down the hall also, there was an L shape where it went into like a heating cupboard, like an airing cupboard in the corridor. So as she peered down the corridor ready to make a dash for the loo, she saw an old man 
looking around the corner, peering back at her. So I asked her, of course, was there a mirror down there? (laughs) She said, no. She said, no, I don't look like an old man, she said. Well, she did say, though, that this man, it was solid form and he looked like Dick Van Dyke as Bert in Mary Poppins. (laughs) (laughs) but it scared the hell out of her so she pelted back to the bedroom shook her husband awake this time he had to come because she still needed a wee and she couldn't possibly go down the hall so hubby eventually got up and went with her to the loo she was petrified so then i asked moira who we may know as the lady with the pika she eats clay no, she eats chalk. That's right, because we did an episode about Pika and she appeared on that. No, look, I think she also has a little dabble with the clay every now and again. She does eat, eat a bit of clay sometimes, that's right. I think Moira's a bit of a ghost magnet, to be fair. She also saw an old man one day. She woke up once to find this old guy sitting on her bed. Well, I don't know if he was old, actually. You'll hear the description of him in a minute. She wasn't scared and the presence was lovely and reassuring. So the complete opposite of what uh, Jazza had experienced. So this guy, apparently he looked like Ponch from Chips. Do you remember that? The American oh, TV yeah. show about two LA... C-H-I, little I-P-M. Motorbike cops. Yeah, Ponch and the other guy, John, probably his name was, or Wayne. Looks like a Wayne. One was blonde, one was swarthy. Anyway, so the swarthy one was Ponch. Eric Estrada, I think his name was. The actor. Yes. Yes. So she had Ponch from Chips sitting on the end of her bed, except he was wearing John Travolta's wardrobe from Saturday Night Fever. Quite a lurid description, Moira. So he then smiled at her and disappeared. Also, about two weeks ago, Moira had another odd experience while walking her dog. This is why I think she's a ghost magnet. She said she saw a man doing laps of the park, dressed all in black, but not in a gothic way. And he smiled and said hello. And she turned away just for a split second. And when she looked back, he was gone. She said there was loads of people in the park. She doesn't understand how he just vanished. Bizarre. What's happening with Moira? No idea. These are just add-on stories when I asked her to remind me of the time she saw this following thing right it's very chilling it was a few years back she was walking to a gentleman friend's abode in the wood green area of london around 11 30 p.m so you know it's london it can be quite busy north london but it was fairly quiet except for a few passing cars and moira became aware of someone walking behind her So she wasn't particularly alarmed by this. She's a city dweller, for God's sake. So she kept her cool and kept walking. But she did begin to freak out when she heard footsteps quicken behind her as if they were trying to catch up with her. These footsteps were almost at her heels when she stopped in in her tracks outside of a real estate agent window and pretended to look at the the pictures of the houses just to shake him off, really, or whoever it was behind her, trying to appear nonchalant. The person raced past her well she assumes it was a person the noise of the footsteps raced past her and when she turned to look at who it was she saw a black shadow in the shape of a man so it was a (gasps) shadow man and it crossed the road into the park with some urgency and then she saw it disappear altogether while it was halfway across the road now michelle the weird thing about this shadow person A few years after this experience, Moira witnessed a motorcycle crash where the rider was killed and it was in the exact same spot. (gasps) Holy shit. So she had some weird premonition somehow. No, she didn't have a premonition. She saw a shadow person. No premonitions. It was, she was being chased down the road by a shadow person. Okay. And then I googled shadow people. And this is what my story is about today. <laughs> okay? Yes. <laughs> Good preamble. When you Google sh- uh, shadow people, you'll immediately be directed to this woman called Heidi Hollis, a.k.a. the woman who trademarked the devil. <laughs> shadow people is now a registered trademark from the author and supernatural fan and expert, I suppose you could call her, Heidi Hollis. 
So what are they, you ask, Michelle? What is a shadow person? Tell well, it's me. not a premonition, but it is self-explanatory. It's the weird thing that you see out of the corner of your eye. So despite Judger and Moira seeing old man shapes, Moira's shadow entity was dark and unsettling, and many more eyewitnesses have come forward to say they've seen them too. Descriptions of these shadowy figures have appeared in cultural folklore throughout history. So, for example... There's these supernatural creatures in ancient Islamic theology known as the jinn, a.k.a. genies, and they're responsible for misfortune, possession and diseases. But in contrast, the jinn sometimes are supportive. So, for example, they give you your three wishes and it's the most famous magical being in all of the Islamic world. Then there's the shadowy beings known as Nalusa Chito of the Native American Choctaw tribe. So the Choctaw tribes and their descendants live in the southeastern areas of the United States, Mississippi, Alabama, etc. And the shadow beings in their mythology are also known as the soul eater or the great black being. So Heidi Hollis officially released her first book about shadow people in 2001. And in the book, she has such handy hints as to stop them from trying to strangle you, you must invoke the name of Jesus. What? For example... So just always remember Jesus when you're being strangled by a shadow person. Encounters with shadow people will generally involve you feeling uncomfortable, scared or worst of all, paralyzed with fear. But skeptics suggest the phenomena is just sleep paralysis, Michelle, which we have discussed before. And I have to say, throughout my research on shadow people, I recognized a lot of aspects of sleep paralysis. And also going back to an earlier episode, I think in season one, about the time that I was, I had a ghost. Yeah. I I felt like it could have been a shadow person attached to me. But really, it could also have been because I hadn't been sleeping much and been taking lots of woohoos, re- recreationals. But can I just tell you that this is very bizarre that you're talking about this because I was talking to a friend just the other night about the scariest dream she ever had. And she was being chased and when I said what did what did the person who was chasing you look like because she said it was so incredibly realistic it's, it has stayed with her she said it was like a shadowy figure oh my god Michelle well, I'm going to touch on that later oh, that's god. coming up and I might have some advice for your friend I hope she's listening she is she's a regular eavesdropper all right well just just wait we're going to get to that right because Going back to what I was saying about the time that I felt like I had, you know, been haunted by something. Drug use, lack of sleep, jet lag, they all contribute. And when I was doing research for another episode, which I think was about sleep paralysis, a lot of the Quora users stories that I was reading, they had been awake for hours. Mm. They had jet lag. So a lot of it could be down to just your, your brain not functioning Meth addicts also see shadow people frequently, especially after long periods of sleep deprivation. So hmm. that kind of also tells you what it could be. But not Stacy, who is a paramedic, on a call out to a suicide. I listened to a podcast. I can't remember the name of it. It was about shadow people. And it had a firsthand account of Stacy, who is a paramedic, who said she went to a suicide. Approaching the victim, she said she saw a shadow hovering over the victim's body she felt an oppressive feeling but the thing is she did say that most suicide call outs she always finds particularly difficult due to the heaviness and the sadness of the atmosphere when she gets there she sees the dark shadow she says it followed her home it stayed with her for months and when she was in her home she'd hear a buzzing sound and whispered voices like Stacy 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 like constantly this oppressive feeling hung all around her she felt like she couldn't get away from it she felt like she was attached like she had a demon attachment and when she was in her ambulance on call outs even then she would see the shadow attached to the ambulance somewhere she was mentally drained and she went into a dark depression eventually a friend told her she should go and see a shaman which she did who gave her a treatment I don't know what it is they do but the shaman told her they removed several things (gasps) from her and after that she felt much lighter oh my god but that's the thing paramedic and I wonder too if she has she's a slight empath you know well that's another thing that comes up ah well empaths do do suffer worse from these things but I'm going to get to that I'm so sorry my good points (laughs) 
there's something even more terrifying that Heidi Hollis has trademarked. It's called Hatman. Registered trademark. <laughs> Heidi <TM>. Hollis. <laughs> Hatman. So she's got two TMs. She's got two little R's with a circle in it next to Hatman and Shadow People. Uh-huh. So this is from Quora. Jaguar Militia is the name of the, the person who wrote, wrote in. And this person says, I was about 15 or 16. I was on a binger of partying awake for about three nights. I came home, couldn't sleep, but was dead tired. Laying in bed, pitch black room, I saw a seven foot man come out of my closet. He had a hat and he poked half his body out of the closet and went back in. I cried myself to sleep that night praying. I was home alone. Now, this makes me think of Justine's Dick Van Dyke character. (laughs) Any old iron popping his head around the corner. God, Dick Van Dyke, Jazza. I know, why Dick Van Dyke? And then why Ponch? Moira had... I know ponch on the end of her bed it's bizarre but he wasn't scary on the Heidi Hollis website which doesn't really tell you much really apart from go buy my book or listen to mm, my podcast yeah. she says about herself as a college student in 1995 I stumbled across two terrifying phenomena that I defined named and told the world about shadow people Reg and Hatman Reg <laughs> both are demonic Shadow people are dark beings who can shapeshift, aiming to blend with the night as they paralyze their victims. Hat man doesn't always mind being seen and will step out from the shadows for you to get a good look. He wants you to refer to him for being evil incarnate. Don't quite understand that last sentence, but that's her words, not mine. So, Michelle, did you have a question well, about shadow people or hat man? I mean, it just sounds bizarre. Like, what made who made her an expert and how come she sort of... She did. Yeah. Yeah. And how did she see both of them and just decide? I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's more things that she sees. She's seen it all. Oh, she? she has seen it all. <laughs> yeah. And I'll get to that. So experts on other experts, apart from Heidi Hollis, there are more, says, if you encounter a shadow person, the worst thing you can do is give it your fear. As entities with negative intent thrive on the ability to make us feel unsafe or uncomfortable. So the best thing you can do is call in spiritual protection, pray, or simply stand your ground firmly by telling that shadow person to leave you the hell alone. (laughs) Fuck off. There's a lot of God going on. (laughs) Fuck off. Piss off. Fucking pay with. So <laughs> Heidi Hollis has two podcasts or radio programs. I'm not sure what they are. One's called Outlander. The other's called Angels to Aliens. Now, you'd think it'd be quite easy for me to do my research by just listening to those podcasts. But the production values are rock bottom, Michelle. And that's coming from us. That's coming from us eavesdroppers. You know what? <laughs> we, I definitely think our production values have markedly improved so they have you know don't we shouldn't do ourselves a disservice eavesdropping eavesdropping yes but just don't do any plosives while you're saying eavesdropping yeah i know you know what a plosive is yeah don't do that a lot of rambling also in her she rambles and rambles i had to fast forward about 20 minutes into the show and even then i still didn't get (laughs) <laughs> I still didn't get any news about about it. But one thing she did say was that she prefers aliens to ghosts because ghosts used to be people and people are assholes. Oh. She didn't say assholes, oh. but yeah. Okay. Well, same as me. <laughs> she rambles, aliens. She also thinks there may be a link between shadow people and alien abduction. Uh, so, oh, oh. yes, apparently it's all in her books. I'm not going to buy the books. So instead I hit the internet. Couldn't find any information apart from the books. Instead, I found this. Former USAF, don't know what it means. USA Air Force. I don't know what that is. US Air Air Force. Force. US Air Force. Thank you. (laughs) Former. See, Rachel, we do do our research. (laughs) Former USAF. Okay, let's start again. (laughs) Former US Air Force nuclear weapons technician, Adrian Reister, said that between 2003 and 2007, he was stationed at Whiteman Air Force Base, Missouri. Now, going back to the Choctaw tribes of the southern states, I did look. They don't come from Missouri. Okay. The Choctaw tribes who believe in shadow people. So he's in Missouri at this Air Force Base where he would guard, maintain and move nuclear weapons. In 2006, he saw lights from a UFO several times. But most terrifyingly, after hearing footsteps, barefoot, Mm -hmm. sounding footsteps, hello Moira on the high street. 
After hearing footsteps, he went to investigate. So he's alone on the air, air base and he hears his footsteps. He goes to have a look and he's confronted by what he says is a shadow person. Fuck. What he says is that he can't really describe it as anything other than a black mass in the shape of a person standing at six feet. Not really a shadow, but something that was slightly blurry and didn't reflect any light. Sounds terrifying until you find out that that was from an article that was in the Daily Mirror, but they cited their information as coming from, yes, Michelle, the Daily Star. (laughs) Our (laughs) favourite. You know, I do get concerned when I see when I read information and then find out that it comes from that because I do believe that it's all made up. And Michelle, I have to say right here, right now, when looking at information about Heidi Hollis and her experiences, I was starting to think, she also writes comics. I'm starting to think, is this all fiction? Fan fiction and yeah, yeah. Is it fiction? But no, I mean, she's being interviewed. She's being interviewed and she's talking about it. And there are a lot of people who talk about shadow people, but they also bring into it Slender Man and all that kind of thing. Hat Man, Slender Man, shadow people, they're all lumped together. And I'll tell you my thoughts in a bit. But first of all, the link between alien abduction All I could get from Heidi Hollis was that in her book, The Secret War, a true story about a real alien war and shadow people, that's the title. I.e. fiction. (laughs) Fucking hell. Says shadow people are the link to much of the paranormal phenomenon happening in the world, including aliens. She claims to be the world's foremost expert. And this book is the true story of how she was once besieged by ghosts, poltergeists and then witnessed UFOs only to have the alien occupants come in for a closer look. Then shadow people introduced themselves to her, followed by the hat man phenomenon. (laughs) I mean, it just goes on. And then it says, see Heidi Hollis's book, The Hat Man, The True Story of Evil Encounters. She's discovered that there is an ancient war brewing in the skies. Now, we've talked about this before and in the homes of individuals around the world, including her own. Daily horror affects Heidi. She's been given the tools to deal with it by an alien who came and said hello, who is engaged in this secret war. And he said, well, the the alien said they claim to be watching this battle go on and it's between good and evil. Now, look, I don't know how Holly has any time to write books because she's being haunted by a poltergeist. She's got Shadow Man visiting (laughs) her at night, Hat Man during the day. I just, honestly, it's a party in her house. Ghosts, poltergeists, the works. I I don't like to call anyone out, but I may have to call bullshit on that one. Just saying. (laughs) As I was writing this, I was hearing you say, I call bullshit all the way through. (laughs) Bullshit. But there might be something in that. And I want to get to your friend's nightmare in a moment. But first, there is some fiction. Here's one. There was a 2013 horror movie called Shadow People. And that was about a sleep study that was conducted during the 70s. That happens. You know, there is a story about sleep studies that did happen. So I would like to look at that for a future episode. But this is actually a movie about a sleep study that was conducted during the 70s in which patients report seeing shadowy intruders before dying in their sleep. The movie follows a radio host. Ooh, shades of Heidi Hollis there. (laughs) The movie follows a radio host and an investigator who researched the story. And the story is claimed to be based on true events, much like the Blair Witch Project was based on true events. Yeah. Not. True events that were truly made up. Exactly. So generally, the shadow people are often thought of as ghosts or negative energy. And if you see them, it can indicate that you are under psychic attack. Now, just quickly, I'm going to go into psychic attack because when I saw my ghost, which is way back in a previous episode, I then felt I was under psychic attack. Not discounting the fact that, like I said, I wasn't sleeping well and I wasn't looking after myself properly. Yeah. Which could also be what people say is psychic attack. But here are some some reasons why you might be. So if someone is jealous of you and then negative energy is projecting onto your life, that could be a psychic attack. Or the attacker is a dark force and wants to put curses upon those who they perceive as being light. Or... The attacker lives in fear and is sending out negative energy without realizing. And it's also possible that your attacker is not a person, but a spirit. 
Psychic attacks inflicted by spirits usually happen when the spirit sees a weakness in your aura, which that and that can be caused by depression, anxiety or drug and alcohol abuse. This is how you know you're under psychic attack, Michelle. You might suddenly find yourself overwhelmed with negative thoughts. That's a sign. Mm, now, is it? Is it really? Well, is it? <laughs> Everybody has the occasional negative thought. But if you're experiencing a heavy dose that seems to come out of nowhere, this is apparently indicative of foul play. You're being attacked. I don't know. You can make your own mind up because at first you'll think it's normal, Michelle, until it escalates and you find yourself exhausted. You'll question your sanity, your health. You'll even feel like another person has invaded your thoughts. If it's an extreme attack, negative thoughts can cause the victim to act erratically and out of character. Right. This also sounds like drugs. (laughs) Like, Uh you take too many drugs and you behave erratically out of character. You get negative thoughts. There are other reasons as well, which we'll come to. If you're an empath, now we spoke about that, you brought this up earlier, you're even more vulnerable to this. Now, here's another symptom, harking back to your friend, frightening dreams where you're being attacked. And this is because when you're asleep, you're more susceptible to being attacked. Now, I'm just going to shout out to the listener who had that awful dream. Don't take this as verbatim because this you'll find out what I think of this at the end of this story. Okay, Okay. these dreams will be recurring. You'll find yourself in the same violent and threatening dream on repeat. The dreams will usually be of a faceless, unknown attacker. Don't get scared. Chasing (laughs) you through unfamiliar landscape and will often end with a fight or being strangled. Don't forget to say something about Jesus. <laughs> it doesn't say that there, but you're know, just harking back to the to the information, the Dude. tips from Heidi Hollis. Thanks, Heidi. You'll awake feeling traumatized, which I'm sure your friend did, Michelle, and won't be able to sleep well, feeling you drained throughout the, the day. Yep. Also, sudden inexplicable headaches or a hypnotic sensation are also oh. indications that you might be under psychic attack or consistent bad luck and severe fatigue these attacks can drain your energy leaving you really tired for no apparent reason and that makes me think of an energy vampire which describes someone who is capable of draining and thriving off the energy of others much like colin robinson in the show what we do in the shadows which is great you should go and watch that yes so if you notice that you feel drained after spending time with a particular person they might be an energy vampire but often these poor vampires don't even realize what they're doing Seriously. But they will feel all bouncy afterwards. Everyone has a friend like that. Really. <laughs> you're around them, you're like, I love you, but oh my God, I feel sucked dry. Like energy <laughs> vampire. Seriously, energy vampire. They, they're everywhere. Yeah. My final thoughts on this entire story, because I have run all around and back again. You can protect yourself from a psychic attack, but you'll need to be aware of the fact that you are under attack. But this final word comes from a guy on Quora in 2018. His name is Ronald Kelly. And what he says is this, Michelle, and this is kind of, I absolutely back him on this. He says, for me, shadow people are not a supernatural phenomenon. They are evidence that my mental illness, severe major depression, is starting to overwhelm me. Apparently, many people in the mental health field understand this because I have never had someone question me as to what I mean by shadow people. Quite simply, they are non-existent shadows in the vague form of people. Also in my case, cats that appear in the corner of my vision, in my brain, not in my actual line of sight. That comes around whenever I have fallen further down into depression than personally acceptable to me. This falling down for me is mostly voluntary as it is brought on by the voluntary act of isolating myself in my apartment away from friends, sunshine and life. Since I may not easily see myself falling down, I have committed to my mental health treatment team to notify them or the county mental health hotline whenever I see the shadow people so that they can help me recover. Things are going very well these days. My last episode was over two and a half years ago. So thank you to Ronald Kelly for that. And it kind of sums up my feelings about shadow people, the things that you see in the corner of your eye. Doesn't explain Dick Van Dyke standing at the end of your hallway or Ponch from Chips in John Travolta's white tuxedo sitting on the end of your bed. But shadow people, I think, we don't need to worry. And nightmares are just manifestations of your subconscious coming to the forefront in your dreams. No one's attacking you. It's the end. Look, I do think that there is definitely 
a lot of truth to that. I mean, I don't experience, you know, depression or anxiety or anything of that nature, but I can see that that could very well be a manifestation of of how you're feeling and how you're traveling down into your spiraling an unhealthy yeah spiral Mm. of mental health I will say though that I frequently see things out of the corner of my eye that are not there so do I so what does that make us what what is that it's not shadow people I don't even think it's a shadow cat I think it's no it's usually a stain on my glasses if I'm honest with you (laughs) okay (laughs) She made it awkward. She made it awkward. She made it awkward. She awkward. How did I make it awkward? Awkward, awkward. How dare you? Awkward, awkward. Awkward, awkward. How bloody awkward. Awkward, awkward. Well, this is awkward. How bloody awkward. Awkward. Bloody hell. Fuck you. So, Geordie, completely unrelated to shadow people. This week, for me, it's all about UFOs. Yay! (laughs) That's not a huge leap because I did say, didn't I, that alien abductions and UFO spotting were all related because Heidi Hollis has seen it all, hasn't she? Well, do you know what? You actually did freak me out uh, at one point because I did have a little bit of information about a US Air Forceman who was connected to, like, the story is connected to nuclear weapons and aliens mm, and UFOs. Always. So, look, it's it's all happening. And Rendlesham. I bring this up. You're getting ahead of me. We've done that episode. <laughs> I know. But, look, the last couple of weeks has seen a bumper crop of UFO activity in the US media. Literally for the last week since... May 17 at least and a few days before so much on UFOs because basically and obviously they're called UAPs I still call them UFOs because I'm old school but the US government has called them UAPs unidentified aerial phenomena they're trying to rebrand well they are and I'll tell you my thoughts on that shortly basically it's because they don't want anything they don't want anyone to think they're talking about UFOs which makes people think aliens for me same shit different name but there's a reason look it's really interesting to me that in the past few years there has really been a shift in the way ufos are perceived in the media and it all has to do with the usa coming clean a few years back about their secret ufo task force which they disbanded and then set up yep as the uap task force in june 2020 which As you just said, they released that declassified UAP report in June last year, which revealed that the UAP task force had information on 144 unexplained encounters the military has had with UFOs. So, to me, what's kind of amazing, especially in the last week as well, with all this new UFO activity, because there's been a public hearing, which is why there's been all this media interest, Uh, But I'll get on to that in a sec. What's kind of amazing to me is that UFOs are not just for like crackpot people talking on Reddit about UFO shit and crazy conspiracy theories. It's now the US government taking the lead and discussing UFOs like in open and in closed forums. And over the past couple of weeks, the UFO talk in the US has ramped up a notch Because we're seeing that the reason the government is interested in the whole UAP debate is, and curiously, it's the incidents they're most concerned with, are those that involve the military. And it seems that the US military see a lot. Probably because they're looking and they've they've got to look out for enemy aircraft or any kind of invasions from other countries. So if there's anything else coming in, that's going to be flagged, right? Yes, but a lot of this is fighter jet pilots who go, what the fuck is that on my screen? So, you know, they're not looking for it. But yes, you're, you are really onto something here about when you're talking about, you know, airspace. Because the thing is, if we break down what that all really means, why they're talking a lot and why they've rebranded into UAP, it's because America is absolutely fucking shit scared of whatever craft it is that they're seeing 
that has managed to infiltrate US airspace without A, detection, and B, they've been reported as playing tag with fighter pilots. So whatever these craft Mm -hmm. are, they're flying close to military jets at speeds that should be impossible and in bizarre-shaped aircrafts. So basically... The way I see it, the USA is stuck in this kind of shit sandwich because uh-huh. if these 144 unexplained encounters are, you know, and these are spotted on like jet fighter cams, if they are UFOs from another galaxy or whatever, then that's fucking terrifying. But if it's not aliens, it's Chinese. And this is what they say yes, that they're drones from Russia yeah. or China, for them, yeah. that is equally terrifying so that's what this debate around ufos and uaps is like kind of ramping up and why it has done in the past few years it's all about national security and protecting airspace and the thing is they they don't know what it is and they don't like not knowing you know do you think it could be russia or china spying on america with you do i do absolutely I think it's more likely to be China or North Korea, but I don't think it's aliens, no. So how do you think they've got this technology to like... Or even the Middle East? Because they're not sharing. They're not sharing. It's really interesting. Because we don't know about it. It's technology that we might end up having or we may, may already have, but it's not been released. Right. There's stuff there that we don't know about. I definitely believe that in this world that has been... Reverse engineered, possibly, yes. Maybe it comes from origins, space origins. Perhaps it's made from meteorite dust. I don't know. I'm no scientist, as we all know. Look, really interesting theories, and I'll go into a couple of those because I think you really do touch on something. But as you can guess, I don't think it's China. I don't you think, think it's aliens. I do think it's <laughs> aliens. Of course I do. But look, with all of that in mind, most of the UFO articles um, in the paper these past weeks, like I said, they were in the lead up to this May 17 open hearing that was held in the United States Congress, along with the House Intelligence Committee's subcommittee on counterterrorism, counterintelligence and counterproliferation. That's a fucking mouthful. And they had two of the U.S. military's top brass, uh, who were the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, called Roland Moultrie, as well as the Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence, Scott Bray. They were there to talk about UAPs and national security. And if you just see their titles, all about national security. So, but look, to put this in context... The last time the US government held a public hearing on UFOs was in 1969 when they announced Mm -hmm. that they were disbanding Project Blue Book, which if you've not listened to our previous episodes, uh, we did have one on Project Blue Book. It's basically an Air Force program that was investigating UFOs. So this public hearing just last week in America it, it was a big fucking deal. And in fact, I actually think I read somewhere that Jeremy Corbell, who, again, for anyone who hasn't listened to previous um, episodes, influential ufologist. So, yeah, I think he actually said this was a big fucking deal. Maybe that's where I stole it from. But he told, actually, he told the son that. So there you go. Great research. I trust the Sun more than I trust the Daily Star, by the way. So do I, actually. And the Sun are all over this. I'm going to put some really great links in the in the show notes. But basically, they interviewed him before the hearing took place, so just before May 17. And he was th- he was saying, oh, he thinks that, you know, the hearing's going to provide proof that UFOs are real and prove that the US government has advanced technology from UFOs that we can't identify which I find really mm. interesting. But just just reeling back a bit, the US government's public discussion about UFOs, they talked not only about how the US military spotted UFOs, which they don't know how to explain, but they also talked about some near misses the military have had with UAPs and also some of the effects that, the, that UAPs have had on humans and that really just means you know like radiation burns and and all that kind of stuff this hearing when it did actually get going it began by talking about 11 near misses between ufos and u.s fighter jets including cockpit footage from 2018 
of a cube UFO oh. hovering over the Atlantic. And I actually saw a picture of it. And to me, it actually looked more like a weird triangle, a little bit like a like a stately coat of arms kind of shield or something. Oh. But it apparently was flying at 35,000 feet and was roughly 1,000 feet from the fighter jet. And apparently the report said that the possibility that the UAP was alien or non-human was a legitimate consideration. Wow. They've never said stuff like that before. That's so a lot, yeah. that's. I think that's actually big. They never, ever admit to that. No. They always find a way of skirting around the issue. Now, I really hope I got that right. I do. I really hope it wasn't some I like, crack who said that. <laughs> and apologies if I got my facts Heidi wrong, Hollis anyway. wrote that fact. Thanks, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> there was also another picture I saw, uh, which was taken from inside a military fighter jet cockpit that showed a UFO. Again, a triangle shape, but with like round edges and white lights. And they didn't know what that was. They still don't know. And then the Tic Tac, which we talked about in a previous um, episode. Where fighter pilot Lieutenant Commander Chad Underwood discussed, well, he was discussed at this public hearing. And all of these sightings of UFOs were brought up at the public hearing because the public were able to ask questions. But they all got shut down and all of these were put into the private behind closed doors session. So Ooh. I think it's a, it was very unsatisfying. So, yeah, it, they shut down a lot of the, the questions from the public. But I did go through a few things and, and I did discover a few interesting tidbits from the open hearing. So one of the things from that open forum was UFOs jamming military systems. And they did bring up the Tic Tac again because... Yeah, Lieutenant Commander Chad Underwood. Yeah, he was the pilot of the fighter jet. He reckons when he tried to lock onto the the Tic Tac UFO, his weapon systems jammed up. He couldn't do it. Mm. Could not do it. And Ronald uh, Moultrie, who I said was one of the bigwigs from the government at this open forum, he just Mm. fobbed it off and said that the whole thing, you know, about jamming is that it could come down to the way that UFOs are being controlled using radio frequencies. However, that to me comes from sort of an idea that the UFOs are not kind of from outer space, they're not Mm -hmm. aliens, but that they are an enemy drone. And I just don't think that we can say that. But obviously, that's where the US government is heading with this. Yeah. That they don't yeah. want to say that it could be, you know, intergalactic. They they want something that they can understand. Uh, and so, yeah, uh-huh. enemy drone. But I don't know about that explanation. And actually, right. look, I, I read this article last week on CBS News that said that there was a, a press conference in Washington just last week where a former Air Force personnel, not just one actually, a load of them, were talking about the existence of UFOs. And, you know, that whole thing of I know what I saw. A lot of these UFOs are neutralising American and Russian nuclear missiles. Oh, oh. So if you break that down, it's bizarre because what they're kind of saying... Neutralise them all, please. Yeah, is that UFOs are fucking with human nukes. From both sides, <gasps> Russia and America. Is this true, Michelle? This is what I'll put a link because they're saying that basically UFOs are deactivating the news. Wow. Wow. Yeah, really, really interesting. Obviously, that's kind of like a message. If this is real, that is a message from outer space, from whoever, whatever, I don't know, which is just saying to humans, fucking just quit it with the nuclear weapons you know and if you don't we're going to deactivate them anyway so basically i i just hope that these peace-loving ufos are keeping an eye on putin right now because that is fucking scary what's going on there and then the same article went on to say that there's a a ufo um, researcher called robert hastings Uh, he was he organized this national press club briefing and he Hmm. said 120 former service members had told him they'd seen UFOs 
near nuclear weapons storage and testing grounds since 1948. So this has been going on for a long time. And he talked about a former Air Force captain called Robert Salas, who was at Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana in 1967. I know all of these names. I think we must have covered them previously. I think we've touched on a lot of these. And he said where 10 intercontinental missiles he was overseeing suddenly didn't work. At exactly the same time, security in the military base told him of a mysterious red glowing object in the sky. UFOs deactivating the nukes. Then he talked about a retired Air Force nuclear missile targeting officer called Robert Jameson, who has gone on record about several occasions where he had to go out and restart missiles that had been deactivated after UFOs were sighted near the base. Mm. He also talked about Rendlesham. And there was apparently an incident in Russia, but I, I don't have the details on that. So, yeah, it's... It's a so, thing. Because what they say about Rendlesham is that the reason why, you know, those two days that they had all of that activity occur in the Rendlesham Forest bases, there's two bases. One was Woodbridge, one was another one. There were twin bases, American bases on British soil. And they ha- were famous for having been visited by low flying UFOs. Even one group of men claimed to have seen this miniature craft land and and witness various things before it took off. It's all been buried, except for the, I think it was the guy in command who wore his little space tie till the very end until he died, but they kind of shut him up. But what they do say, if you look into Rendlesham, and I don't know if we talked about this on our podcast, was that it was a secret, but they were nuclear bases. Yeah. And basically what they're saying is that there were, these UFOs, they were deactivating and jamming nukes at Rendlesham. Ah. Interesting. So, yeah, look, it's it's all really fascinating. There is so much on this. I've got so much that, you know, we could talk about. Maybe we'll pop it over on the Patreon, some more info. Yeah, but yeah. um, Sounds like we could go on and on. Yeah, this public hearing where, like I said, the public were allowed to ask questions. There was a Wisconsin Republican congressman called Mike Gallagher who basically grilled the Pentagon officials by bringing up this 1967 Maelstrom Air Force Base incident. And he brought up the question of UFOs shutting down nukes. And, you know, because basically Captain Robert Salas claimed that the UFOs were interfering with USA atomic arsenal, he was shut down. Basically, because the UAP task force guy, I can't remember his first name, Mr. Bray, I'll call him, said (laughs) he had not seen the official data. And Mike Gallagher, the congressman, apparently said, hang on, you're the guys investigating it. Like, if you're not doing it, who else is doing it? Yeah. And then Ronald Moultrie, the other bigwig, basically conceded that the Pentagon would take a look if they received an official request to investigate the case. And then the congressman, Mike Gallagher, said, listen, I'm bringing it to your attention. This is pretty official. So I think there's a lot of kind of heated debate going on in the mm. in the last week about, listen, Pentagon, you know, you've got to start investigating and you've got to be more transparent. So, you know, let's see if anything comes of that. So one of the other things that was brought up at the public hearing was there was also this question about, and I haven't seen this footage, but apparently there's this famous USO, USO UFO footage that seems <laughs> so to excited, sh- Michelle. You can't get your words out. I can't, but this is often a problem of mine. I'm like, nah. So there's this footage that apparently shows a UFO, unidentified flying object, moving seamlessly and easily between air and the sea. And there were also rumours that military submarines, like US submarines, have encountered UFOs travelling at crazy, unprecedented speeds while they are submerged under the water. Now, somebody, again, one of the public, actually it was a congressman, brought this up at the hearing. And it was a congressman called Raja 
Krishnamurti, and I'm so sorry if I've savaged your name, but he brought that up on the May 17 hearing. And he also asked if the US had any sensors designed to detect like objects that were going to be submerged. Submersible? Is that a submergible? Um, Is that a word? Sure, but it sounds good. Yep. Let's use it. Do you know what? His question got shut down really fast because. Right. When I'm thinking about that... They don't know enough about it, probably. A, I think they don't know enough about it. And they don't want to look stupid. Yeah, B, they don't want to look stupid. But C, I also think if they are working on some kind of technology, then they're not going to want to share that in a public forum so the enemies can have that information. So, you know, we're not going to get any answers on that one because actually the answer that Ronald Moultrie came up with was that would be raised in the closed session. So, you know. Okay. Interesting. I wish I was in the closed session. Don't now. we all? My God. And <laughs> Who was? Yeah. Well, the Pentagon people. So no one from the public? No. Public had their hearing where they could ask questions. Some of okay. the questions were answered. Most of them were shut down. You know, I mean, there is so much, so much. And I'll put a link to a lot of the questions that were answered. Where are the whistleblowers? I tell you what, this is what happens. You get your whistleblowers and then they're going to be made to look like they're insane. Funny you should say that because I'm going to bring up Bob Lazar in a sec because I believe he's a whistleblower that has been made to look insane. It's difficult. It's a tricky one because we'd covered him and I felt the same way. Yes. He looked often very, very foolish. But also very credible. And there's a lot of stuff that they found against him, but equally credible, yeah. But then he was, it was proved that he didn't go to certain universities and that he got money from certain things that he did. It was all very shady. Is it? Or is it the the government trying to discredit him? You know, it's... Yeah, it could be that too. I think it's all keeping an open mind. But look, the reason I bring up Bob Lazar yeah. is because I actually did read another story about a Republic congressman from Tennessee who reckons that the US government has actual UFO wreckage that they've recovered and that it's Mm. massively highly classified information. And obviously that completely excites me because it's A, aliens, and B, conspiracy theories. So this guy is called Tim Burchett. He's a Republican and he reckons he was told by reliable sources, and this is in inverted commas, material, And I don't know what material means because it could be anything. So it could be metal or, you know, if we're thinking about Melissa Caddick, maybe it's an alien foot. I really don't know. (laughs) But getting back to this idea of Bob Lazar, and look, for anyone who doesn't know who he is, he's a scientist who says that he was hired in the late 80s to reverse engineer extraterrestrial technology at a secret site called S4, which happens to be very close to Area 51. Basically, Bob Lazar says that the US government has UFO wreckage that has actually been reverse engineered, which is how Element 115 was discovered, and which is what is giving the US technological advancements, you know, they're giving, they're having the power of that. God, I could go on about this too, because I always feel like... We talked about this. This is actually in a previous all of this, the element 115. It definitely all of that. is. Yeah, it's just a little refresher for anyone who doesn't know. Okay. I don't know what this congressman, Tim Burchett, has from reliable sources, but he basically is saying absolutely the government has UFO wreckage. And he's been told this from multiple reliable sources, he says. But he also then says he can't talk about it in detail because. The information's classified, although he is a big advocate. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he is an advocate for UFO transparency. And in this article, he does say about the US government that all we do is cover up. Let's just be transparent. You know, what's wrong with telling the world and saying, we've got this, we're going to share it and we can figure out what it is together and going back to... Because it's a space race. I know. And this is what, you know, you had mentioned earlier you know, nobody wants to share. The Russians don't want to share. Um, the Americans no. don't want to share. China doesn't want to share. And it's just never going to happen. So going full circle with all of this, what this hearing brings up is the Americans are scared. They're scared if it's aliens. They're scared if it's 
Russians, you know, Moscow or Beijing or whatever. I, I mean, I don't believe this wreckage, if they actually have it, it's just some trash drones from Russia or China. Yeah. But obviously I think it's aliens. There is something going on. We're at a moment in time where it's really being talked about a lot. I don't know. I have no answers. I probably confused you all even more, but there it is. There's a lot of food for thought there, Michelle, and I am immediately going to go and do some Googling to find out more about all these things and see if I can make some links. But, you know, about what you said and what I said about them not sharing Mm. and how that chap that you just mentioned wants the entire world to all be transparent and let's help each other. Yeah. Why can't that happen? People all over the world, join hands. (laughs) Form a love train. A love train. And kumbaya. Why can't that happen? Kumbaya, my lord. Come on, people. People. We all just got to join together. But do you know what? I tell you right now. The only way the whole world's going to join together, kumbaya, is if it bloody is aliens. And then it's really us against them. Yes. So who well, knows? Watch the skies, peeps, because that's where you're going to see it all happen, hopefully, just in time before the end of days. But I do actually take some comfort that aliens are disarming nukes because that to me I is very that. reassuring. Love that. That will help me sleep tonight. <laughs> well, that's it from me, Geordie. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much for all that fantastically informative stuff that you've brought to the table on your favorite subject aliens and I hope that we haven't frightened too many people about the shadow people especially your friend who had that awful dream she's not under psychic attack she's not she's not she's not okay I would say those dreams can be really horrifying but perhaps it's just something in her subconscious maybe she, or she had a stressful moment know. who knows yeah. who knows who knows but anyway but you know what all I can say to everyone and Michelle you too is that Wherever you are. And whatever you do. Just keep eavesdropping. 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 Eavesdropping.